An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, what did I do? The last line before we start recording, Jesse says, you know me, basketball fan. <laughs> I, you go, I prefer basketball over baseball. You're a real and mean I'm not trying dude. To be, any, anytime you make a statement about yourself with sports, there's a little background. Let me add some context. Actually, Devin, Ooh, this we, is we need your opinion for this. Devin is helping De- produce today. We got a new producer in Devin, today. you've never met Jesse in person. You can see, you can see his 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 athletic build here. We did a, <laughs> you're familiar with the, what do you call those? The fast pitch. You throw the pitch. At Dude, the target. First off, I did not allow you to tell this story. Okay. And yet, this, uh, and yet here I am. So we're in Seattle at the all-star game. Mike put Derby. on a hat before the show because he's afraid you're going to see his bald spot. Correct. Doesn't feel good. Does it? No, no, I'm balding. I'm getting old. I don't mind. So Jesse God, does the fast. Devin, if you had to guess how fast our very own sports boy here could throw, he's, he's about six, four, Again, athletic build. How fast would you say his fastest pitch was? Like 40, 45, 50 miles per hour. That's a good you, guess. You would like That's a good to guess. think, Devin, you That's would like to guess. think someone All like right. him could do that. And <laughs> oh, we start the- going to go ahead and start the show over. And- <laughs> and instead, and mind you, on a mound, elevation included, you're coming downhill. Jesse Boy topped out at, give me the first number. Three. What was that second number? Seven. 37. I have never seen somebody throw a ball. I don't know what's wrong with me. I I am strong. I'm My muscles should know better. I You're don't know right, what's wrong. I'm, the only thing I can think, I've never seen a more discombobulated athletic feat <laughs> of any kind. You could have no arms and have thrown the ball just as good as you did. I think you're a righty, dude. I really do. I'm your timing, right. your leg was swinging and your arm was like this weird, dumb hitch thing. I think you can throw better righty. You know what it is? Throw, I this, learned... throw this doll at the wall. Throw it at the camera. I did. I got... That right. was, I own this building, so do like me a favor. 38 miles an hour. You're... Okay, now throw this doll with your right hand. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's even worse. Okay, anyways... You know, I'll have to use this for the camera, like for YouTube. Now. I mean, it's People em- have it was to see embarrassing. That. Anyways, things are you can talk about whatever else you want. Now that's it. I just wanted to make sure I got that point across. Uh, yeah, we, we just got back from Seattle. What was it, yesterday? Yeah, technically yesterday. It was like 1 a.m. And we are excited because we have a lot of things going on here in the future content-wise. But today is a little bit uh, more exciting industry-wise because Fanatics has li- released a couple of big updates we're going to talk about. We'll also have Rich Layton of ESPN fame coming on we'll have a decent discussion and mailbag and then a little bit of nonsense in between then can i and start then. can i start with my optimistic moment oh my god you yes. know i love optimism <laughs> starting not, out the show yes i, I do i, I appreciate positivity and optimism <laughs> i'm not one of these tear you down type of fellows please someone record sure. this what's happening two things number one being in seattle at the home run derby the all-star game that weekend it is unbelievable the amount of young people who are like 
crazy into baseball. Oh, it's yeah. been a while since I've been to a baseball game because I just I can't. I, don't, I would get bored in general going to games. Home run derby was awesome, by the way. But the amount of people there, even the buzz around like the tops fanatics truck outside, they were handing out free packs. Like the amount of young guys, and I'm not talking even just kids. The kids, of course, loved it because they got a free pack. But even like the 25 and under crowd, it was buzzing. Oh, for sure. That- so there are times people ask, like, well, how is baseball? Even my own head, I'm like, how is baseball by far the most popular sport to open? Like wax-wise, when every other sport is more popular being watched. People would much rather watch basketball, watch football. The ratings show that baseball's been on the decline. Where do you get those numbers from, that baseball's the more popular sport to rip? Like I just, feel like, I just feel like it is, and it's not close. Well, that's because you are a baseball guy, so you have no, a lot of customers that I'm are baseball not, people. But I feel like the reason I am is because that's what people wanted. Okay. I mean, I'll ask Rich too, but I think it's overwhelming the amount yeah, of people, I, at least in the States. I think it's baseball by far. So I was happy to see that. It is actually an exciting. By the way, Jesse Boy also, after throwing that heater oh 37 gosh. miles an hour, happened to just walk into the VIP section and sit on the front row at the Home Run Derby in left field and got on TV. You may have seen us both trying to catch foul, uh, we home saw run you balls. Wearing a bright teal jersey. What are the odds that I had a sports boy, what is it, monogram jersey uh, in, in, Seattle. The, in Seattle colors? I want to say thank you to Candy Digital, by the way. I don't know if you were going to mention that. I was but, not going to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, they were the ones who got us out there. We did a lot of content. We saw the fish flying. We were up on the needle. We did all the touristy things. We did not see an orca. That was disappointing. One of our fans uh, wanted to fight us. That was a and that was another. Yeah. I tell you, some of the people who listen to the show. I, I, I <laughs> you guys are awesome. I well, love it. The other thing, real quick, optimism. I one of the Seattle. And then we get into fanatic stuff. Something I never thought I would say. I went to a soccer game last night. Oh yeah, in How was Nashville. That? Which I invited you to, and you said no. I would that's never fine. ever go with you. Yeah. Our boy Tyler, who's been on the show before, as a matter of fact. Tyler has some stupid job, like big corporate job or whatever. So we got to sit. He's like, yeah, we got good seats. And there's like the lounge, the VIP lounge. You get free food, free drinks, whatever. Sure. We got there late because we weren't all that interested in being there the whole time. Then he walks us down to the seats. Front row. He he caught a ball. Like a ball went off his hand when it came into the stands. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of awesome. I'm going to tell you, I've never had any interest in that sport. Collecting it, watching it, nothing. Soccer in person? might be number two behind hockey for me to go to a game and watch. I would much rather watch what I saw last night than football in person Okay. and basketball. It was ridiculous. The place Are 30, you going to collect more? Are you never, going to pay any more attention to maybe, the sport? I, I actually might. 35,000 people there. Same thing. Ton of kids. I always have heard, like, oh, soccer is the next up-and-coming thing. Dude, it was a Wednesday night. There were 35 people. The place was absolutely buzzing. I do wonder, and I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but I do wonder what does the soccer landscape look like MLS in the in the states in the next one, two, three years for the card collecting side? Dude, it was nuts. People, uh, they there was couldn't a, go there down. Was a, I couldn't imagine a world where it goes down. No, there was a fight. One, some of these guys got in a fight. We oh, hit the crossbar really? twice. The dude scored a goal, taunted the audience or the the fans, the stands, whatever. Yeah. The team was from Philly. People started throwing bottles at him, which I was all for. You know those crowd. You've seen some of the crowds, what they get into. They start burning the place down. You could have a riot on your hands. You would love a riot. I hate to say it, but I was very, I would thrive in a riot. (laughs) I was very optimistic. Like I saw this and I was like, maybe there is something going on here. I love, like I've been saying these things to you. I told you like we can get really good cheap tickets and flip them like season tickets right now. You were like, boom, soccer, whatever. I still feel like that. But if you get to sit front row and watch like the game, I was excited about it. I hate to say it. It it is what it is. Had him on the podcast and get that invite. Thanks a lot, Tyler. You're dead to me. All right. Fanatics live. So we has. Do you want to do the this new rules for their platform? Do you have sound for this? Uh, yes. So Coach Co did a little video. I 
I'm going to say this right now. I have no idea how he got this information. I'm assuming he has early access to the app and it was found sent, this on there. So people who applied and were accepted, they were sent the terms. Like applied and accepted to, to sell. sell. To, yeah, sell. So he correct. must be a seller. Does someone he just, sell somewhere? I think someone just shared a little Okay. Okay. Because that's the thing. I couldn't find this anywhere else in print. Fanatics Live, by the way, made their debut home run derby. Then they had it again the next day for the All-Star game. Overall, it was good. That host... Uh, Remember we said who that was? The guy in the middle with the goofy hair? He was hair? from Trivia HQ, the oh app. Oh, my God. I actually don't mind him. but I don't mind him anywhere else. I don't ever need to see him on a breaking platform. Just let let the breakers talk about the cards and talk with the athletes. My biggest he was in there all like all hyped up on like, I was like, dude, just shut up and let him talk. Well, I, we, He was annoying. We huh? know they've got to deal with like Backyard or something, and they've got the biggest breaking platform. Why wouldn't you have those guys? That, that was my Do question. Do we know they have a deal with those people? Well, I mean, they're all over the Fanatics live videos, so I would assume that would be the case. Even Leighton. I'm, I'm curious to get his take. But anyways, it was a soft rollout. A lot of the stuff was just giveaways. They weren't really even selling much. Yeah, did they sell anything? Did you ever I see I don't know if they sold anything. Okay. But he... He was annoying to me. I, I just wish we could have focused on the actual platform and the cards as opposed to this, you know, and he has the radio voice thing like, oh, look at this card. I'm like, just do I me a favor. Don't fine. speak again. But that's fine. Sure. All right. Well, here's Coach Co's video on uh, seller rules. I wonder how people are going to react to this. This post comes from Fanatics Live, which is a new live selling platform brought to you by Fanatics. They might be changing the way that breaks get done moving forward. As per their terms and conditions, Fanatics Live prohibits gambling on its platform and sellers are prohibited from using platform to engage in or facilitate gambling, which means duck races, spins, rolls, raffles, Roulette wheels and randomized results are not permitted on Fanatics Live. Sounds like they want to eliminate the guessing process. They want people to know exactly which team or player they're buying into and leave as little up for debate as possible. So first of all, it says a big thing. No gambling is one of the is like a main headline underneath that. So underneath that heading or whatever it is, mm -hmm. that's where these terms come from. And it's directly related to this. Major change here, by the way. So what you're saying is no random team breaks, no serial number breaks, mm -hmm. none of that. You're talking just PYT, straight pack sales, box sales, whatever. That's a bit, I mean, and it's not shocking because TikTok has the exact same terms. eBay Live has also floated up some terms that are the, about the same as this too. No random chance anything. So what happens when it's a big, like a, a single card box? How does that work? Same thing. So PYT. So you can still do a PYT, even though they're correct. not going to walk away with the majority aren't going to get anything. I believe that's correct. PYTs for sure are good to go. But random teams like random team mixers, all that stuff like that's a huge part of breaking. You're now saying, well, we can't do. My other question is what happens when somebody in a PYT break? I hit a Jeter uh, trope card. Well, one person owns the Yankees. One person owns the Angels. How does that how do you like on TikTok right now? It's a mess. Normally, you just roll the dice and somebody wins it or somebody agrees to buy the other person out. Whatever. I've seen some where the guy just sets the rule at the beginning, like it's left guy on the left gets it or something like that. Man, that's brutal though. For like big, I, I do that with non-numbered inserts, yeah. but with big stuff, like you pull the one-to-one -one patch auto uh, patches of those two guys again out of Sterling. It's a five hundred dollar card. Mm -hmm. Whatever, I'm making up the like, like that. That's a big. It's interesting to me. I do think it's interesting, too, because obviously this being one of like the major rules right out the gate, it does make me wonder how that's going to affect the other breaking platforms out there that are yeah, still allowing be. this. The other thing, too, it mentioned, I believe I read this correctly, three camera angles at all times. Hmm? I had a breaker said to me yesterday, too. Three? Three, which I thought was 
Didn't they only have two on the live That's that they were I doing? That's what I thought as well. They had like the backyard setup where you're looking at like the one main, which is on the people. And yes. the, the majority of it is on the cards. Yeah. I I guess. Three seems How nuts. do you get three on a phone screen? That's How do you get more, two on a phone screen? Well, I mean, they did on the phone. We saw it on yours, like where they had two. Because they had like a like a almost like a close up or something, and then they had like but those were not full. Those were not phones, were they? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like you're watching it on oh, your phone. I'm, How do you I'm see sorry. three different I'm screens as on a there? Seller, sure. You can't sell from a phone. Right? I, can't, I can't plug a camera to my phone and run it off that, can I? I mean, there's well, probably I, a way, I but there, yeah, mo- majority would not. I, yeah, you definitely have to have a computer setup. I would think too. Which I'm not three opposed to. Systems. But that's a that is a, it's interesting. I could see two. I don't know why you need three. So I, I just, we're starting to see some of these rules. Uh, I'm it's, curious. A lot of this sounds good on paper. I'm curious how much actual input they've had from the breaking community. Uh, I'm going to guess almost none. I'm going to guess they probably had some from the breaking community, but they're also really into CYA. I mean, uh, for a company that large that is talking about, you know, IPAs, IPA, nope, IPOs. They drink a lot of beer. They drink a lot of beer. Talking about going public, this is something that you have to be P's and Q's, I's dotted. You are just using a lot of J's, letters over there. J's crossed. You you cross your lowercase J. Anyways, this is God. It has to be done as far as like any legal things covered. You are going, they are going to wind Apparently. up being put under because of the fact that they are so large. How many people would be willing to sue, even if they love breaking they found out that a multi-billion dollar company broke a law that they somehow got affected by. There's so many, there's those people out there. Sure. I just, yeah, I think you've got to be wary of the law before you go to the breaker on this one. If you're a company that size. The other thing, I, I don't even fully understand what's happening with the next thing. Fanatics event. Is that what it's called? Fanatics events. Yeah. So Fanatics events is a new company that they just announced today. I guess the guy this has been in the works for a little bit and it does make you think we saw Ruben at all these card shows. So Fanatics events is going to be their own card shows. Well, let's clarify that not just card shows, collectible shows. They are going to be doing this mainly to promote not just the individual card community, but they talk about sports in general, collectibles, memorabilia. They even include this fashion, music, and entertainment. That is what the Fanatics events landscape is supposed to look like. So we're going to have models walking a runway with sneakers <laughs> on ripping baseball packs. I do I do think nice. that the the memorabilia or the fashion has got to be sneakers, maybe other things it who knows. Has to be. There's but so much crossover. The guy Lance Finsterman, I believe is how you pronounce it, his he's the new CEO of oh, Fanatics. Finn. Yeah. You get it. He's the guy who he didn't start Comic-Con. I think there's some videos saying he started that. He started like the New York based one, but he's also been in charge of another company called Read Pop. They are another one of these big event planners that have done this for years. It's interesting, though, that I did not get this from our Fanatics contact when they sent over the details, but there was an interview done with Lance, uh, with Bloomberg. I read it, and I was like, oh, yeah, all this seems right. And then the very last thing I found really interesting, it says, Fanatics is willing to back acquisitions of smaller event organizations. That to me so buy the Dallas card show. Sounds like they're going to buy card shows. Buy now, the national. The the other important note is that one of the 
I guess the with Fanatics being the majority investor in this company, of course, there is a minority investor of IMG. IMG has helped set up the, the last Mint. few card shows, the Mint included. I think they're even industry they summit have a, too, right? Industry summit, Maybe. yeah. Well, I know they have a part in the national as well. I'm pretty sure. So it makes me wonder how all of that ties together. Do we see? Because there, the I think Jeff Wilson put out a post today talking about how you know. Comic-Con, all these other like conventions get together and they have a lot more events, a lot more exciting things than what we see in the card world. Are we going to see the end of the normal card show as we know it? Is Comic-Con when the people dress up? That is one of them, yeah. Like the Remember, animals? were you there when we were... What's that thing? Remember the people last year at the card show walked around <laughs> dressed like... <laughs> the like the a, Pokemon yeah. characters? There's a few of those. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Were, right. were you in Atlanta when we saw that? Or was that someone else? That's where it was. Yeah. Is that what that was? That was Comic-Con? There was, it was a version of that. It was one of those things. But yes. You'd be all about that. Oh, back. trust Dude, me. Did you wear any costumes everywhere you went for card shows? <laughs> I wear costumes now. And it's not just a Tuesday. <laughs> the ultimate... I think ultimate idea behind all of this is, hey, let's have a full organization that we can promote all of our things. So they've got they've already got jerseys, right? They've already got licensing on all these it other products. Sense. Let's just put them yeah. all into one big convention and have a lot of fun with it. But it does make me think you're. I think it takes mint, away from the traditional. I think what you, show. Yeah, I think what you saw at the mint is going to be more and more, even even to the point of like. Music of musical events, they talk about that. They talk about all these other big things happening. Here's which, my biggest fear, by the way. How much is it to get into this thing? If I want to go to a, like a good sized card show here in Nashville, it's ten bucks to get in for like hundreds of tables. I don't want to have to spend fifty bucks to get in to listen to some stupid well, music I, mean, I don't want to hear. The national, walk, like, see a guy dress like a raccoon. The national's like <laughs> expensive, <laughs> right? It's I like, just want to be. In. Oh, the national's probably fifty bucks a day, twenty five bucks so a day. I'm sure you're not going to see the end of like the the smaller regional card shows, but I think for the bigger ones, like, I mean, I could see the da- the Dallas card show could be one that they would buy out because that is because they're in Dallas nationwide anyways, right? known. It isn't fanatics. They have a huge headquarter in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. The the Burbank one, I could see something like that. And then, of course, the national and the mint, you know, the mint already being an IMG related. Yeah, hands on with that. Uh, Bottom line, the company is being formed now. You're not going to see anything until early 2024, it sounds like, for their first events. So we'll see. You know what I haven't heard a word about yet this year is the industry summit. Remember I said this to you the other day? Is that still happening in October? I'm going to guess Go ahead and that, that this stuff has already been talked about on the back end as far as like Fanatics Live wanting to possibly buy out companies or maybe just putting enough news in people's ears that says, hey, you may not want to put on this show because we're going to come after it type of thing. I don't know. Hmm. I'm not seeing anything industry summit wise as of yet. We did get that invite to some event Beckett's having at the National. The invite was a slab in a Beckett holder. Yes, it was. Maybe they'll talk more about it then, but... I have one other quick piece of news then. Okay. So this is interesting to me. I got to double check this checklist real quick. I started breaking... We finally got back home to actually do some break and sell some of the stuff that's been sitting on the shelf. You're going to have to fill some time. I got to Google this. Talk about something interesting, Jesse. Give the people what they want. I'm trying to find if there's any... um, I'm trying to actually see if Beckett Industry... Summit is still going to be a thing. Yeah, I even after doing some Googling, I'm not seeing anything about it. That is very interesting. Um, all right. Here's, my, always, here's always, my theory. So let me talk about the top's finest, I think is missing autos, unless I just totally misunderstood. 
finest autograph set checklist, Jordan Walker is on the checklist. If you eBay search Jordan Walker 2023 finest auto, he is not on there at all. There's not a single one for sale. Eddie's ripped like 15 cases, hasn't seen one. I ripped a few last night, messaged a couple other people, looked on eBay, nothing. I'm pretty sure he simply got left off. The other guy is Nolan Gorman. Same thing, Nolan Gorman. I'm going to double check this right now on Cardboard Connection. Oh, Nolan Gorman might not be on here. Nolan Gorman maybe isn't on here, which is surprising to me. Yeah, he's not. So Gorman isn't. So Jordan Walker, though, that's a top five rookie in the product. Is, is on the auto checklist and does not have any autos. No I'm one's almost, found a single auto yet. There's no way either. After almost a week of that product, as much as been well, ripped. Well, it's not the first time that since Tops has been doing know. this recently. That they've said someone's in it and they're not actually in it. So to the good, the quality control on finest is a thousand times better than last year. Last year was absolutely brutal. The bad, I think they forgot to put in a top five rookie. That not would be great. very bad. How many rookies were supposed to... It's not like a super short print of him or anything, is there? No, it was a base auto, which... It was just base auto. Which, Jeez. again, that's what yeah. you're chasing, though. You're chasing the base and all the variations. I don't think it's in there, so... By the if, way... If you've have if you've seen you can message us, hit me up on any of our, Insta- our, our social media, whatever. I haven't seen any. I, I don't think they exist. We're dumb. Industry Summit is going on October 15th at the Sahara in Las Vegas. 15th through 18th. Are we going to that? This is the first we're even hearing about it, so we should probably, probably not. I don't know. Are we going to go there and defend our title? <laughs> Best sports card podcast. I mean, the numbers don't lie, but you know, who's going to, who wants to keep voting us in every year? Well, you guys do probably, hopefully. All right. This show really tanked out there. Yeah. This fire. Okay. Anyways, back to the other stories. I have nothing else to say. I want to get Rich Layton on here. I am curious. I bet they've ripped 50 cases of the stuff. I do want to see if he's seen any of those cards. The other product that came out last week was Tribute. Oh, not even last week. Came out yesterday. Again, I'm not thrilled with the price of that product. I just think it's too much. You can't rip personals. PYTs are fine. Overall, it's maybe a 5 out of 10 because of the price. One of the best-looking products of the year. When you say best-looking just because of the quality control, like centering and stuff like that, or just designs, The design, the patches, the... Yeah, it's it's actually an awesome set. I hate that it came out as expensive as it has. Are people buying it, though? PYTs are filling. I don't. I don't know how you're ripping. I sold a personal box yesterday to a guy, Mitch. I, I was shocked. Really? Dude, I don't know why you'd want to rip a personal of that stuff. It's almost five hundred bucks a box. It's like four. I think I sold it for four seventy. Jeez, it's a lot of money, dude. By the way, we haven't been talking as much about this just because it happens so often. But I feel like there's enough that have happened uh, since we last did. Guys, just watch your stuff, especially if you're a store owner, even if it's your own personal collection. People know it's not just a small group. It's not just a tiny hobby anymore. People know how expensive your cards are, and they know how expensive your memorabilia is. People are breaking in. They are going. There's serious jail time being doled out to some of these guys they catch. There was a news story I read this morning that, uh, you know, guy lost hundreds of thousands of dollars from his card shop. People are losing their own personal collections because people see it up on their walls and they post pictures of it. People just break in after, you know, they're gone to Chili's one Friday night. Do people still go to Chili's? Is that still a thing? You would know better than anybody, bud. I know. I miss Chili's. I'm thinking about going back. You thinking about going back, slinging some drinks on a Saturday night? I do want to make a couple quick... (laughs) Quick NBA notes. The Presidente Margarita, which is Dame Lillard. He's the president of the NBA right now, free agency. Sure. Not a free agent. I did think it was funny. Portland came out and said, now we're not in any rush to... I think the exact statement was like, we're not in a rush to move him. We may take months to do so. I think that's weird. If it, I, I shouldn't say weird. I think it actually might present a good opportunity. If you still think he's going to get dealt, 
Okay. Maybe there is a, because this stuff's already come down since they've talked about that because the hype's kind of worn off. So he's kind of an interesting guy for me to look at. James Harden, there's a story on Sports Illustrated this morning. Now he's like, he's insisting he gets traded to the Clippers, which is just a strange move to me. I mean, he's spineless anyway, so it doesn't matter. There's more spine in his beard than there is in his backbone. Like he is just a total coward. You know what's really funny is in that news article I read about the break-in, they specifically mentioned how the thieves passed right over Harden, left yeah. all his stuff, and went after no. the Curry. Yeah, like, what am I supposed to steal this crap for? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Harden, I mean, they just came off a very good season in Philly. Embiid, MVP. If Embiid loses Harden and they don't bring back a significant player, that's a huge hit to him. And L.A., like, when's the last time those guys were healthy? PG doesn't play anymore. Kawhi is, is basically retired at this point. And then you're going to add Harden to that mix? That's a weird, stupid thing. I, I feel bad for people who have held Harden cards, honestly, because I think it's just a total mess. And then the other story, real quick, Chet Holmgren's been back two games now for OKC. He was the number two pick last year, missed the entire rookie season. Which is funny because he was the guy who had more hype than anyone last year. He was the number one guy in the card market night of the draft. I think people were actually excited about him. And then just, I mean, I, I think he broke his foot. He, he broke something. Okay. But he missed the entire year. He came back, played pretty good the other night. And last night had like 25, 9. And I think he had four or five blocks too. They said he was dominant performance. I just watched the highlights. I, that's kind of a weird team though. Yeah. They were borderline. They may have even made the play in game last year. I think they did. I, I know they like, were like on the edge. They were on the cusp because I remember thinking, I think the Mavericks were up against them or something like that. Let me see. I'll pull 2023 playoff. NBA. My point here too is like SGA is obviously a legitimate star in the league. He's going to average close to 30 for the next bunch of years, I think. Chet looks like he can play. Josh Giddy's a solid rookie or was a solid rookie. That might be kind of a fun team to watch out West. And and I've got to think his pricing is nothing because I mean, who's who was buying Chet at this point? So... Doesn't look like they made it in, so they must have been right on the back of it. They were the nine seed, so they had a play-in game. Yeah, that's what I mean. Though. It's a five hundred team. Like you had Chet, SGA has another year, Giddy another year of experience. They have another rookie on that team too. I'm forgetting. So I, I do. I kind of that's Jaylen another one Williams. of those. Yeah, that's another one of those teams I look at. Like, oh, that might be like a fun guy to take a gamble on. I don't know. Speaking of NBA, though, before we cut over to our guests, the summer league is hot right now. Obviously, we heard that Wimby's done for the rest of the season after he did come back and dominate. But there's a few other guys, if you're looking to invest, we made a post on the Instagram page. Max, thank you for that. Max Christie is the first one that went up on Instagram. So specifically, this is his 2022 contenders, PSA 10. Back in May, or I'm sorry, this was June, June 28th. This card sold for $135. Now, June 11th, $383. July 11th? I'm sorry, July 11th. Excuse me. So what is that? Two weeks later? He's over doubled in price. Jabari Smith, he was selling for on June 11th, also sold for $90. This was his 2022 Monopoly Black PSA 10. This card just sold as of yesterday for 188. Again, over doubled. Then there's Colin Castleton. His auto from the Prism Draft Sensational. This is out of 149. It was selling for a buck fifty in like March. Then in later on in March, he kind of took off a little bit and he was selling for a dollar fifty-eight. It was like five cents more than what the other ones were. So that's the only reason I mention it. Now it's selling for $18. Brandon Miller had a huge game too. The number two pick in the draft. He came out a couple like a week ago, and people were like, This guy can't play in the league. Obviously, people overreacted, but a couple of days ago he played the Hornets, had uh, went eight for 15, 26 points. I, this 
aside from Victor, like Wembenyama is going to carry everything. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm start again. I hate to do this. There's a whole day of optimism. I almost want to take back all the insults I threw your way on or off camera. How, I'm not going how to. How close to almost? 8%. Okay. I think I'm wrong about this NBA draft class. I thought this was literally just going to be Victor and Dunn, but Scoot's shown flashes of like, this kid's going to be able to score in bunches. Again, Brandon Miller, I think can play. I, there, we may end up with like a really good class, which would be awesome because 2022 basketball was abysmal. Like it's been tough to move except for like the top 10 breakers. Everybody else has struggled with basketball. There's no hype. There's no buzz. None of the guys were on winning teams aside from the kid in Sacramento. Yeah. I just wonder if this is like a real good turnaround year for that, which, which would be perfect. The market needs something to kind of, you know, jumpstart it again. So maybe this gets it going. Obviously football's going to do what it's going to do. I think it's going to be ridiculous. So yeah, it's actual positive news out of the NBA. At this point though, like the fear is just what licensing, cause we are, we're already hearing fear about M NFL, but NBA, I'm sure, is going to be right next of like what guys have, has fanatics gone in. The only the, the question in my mind now is Victor and who? I think it's like Scoot, maybe. I wonder. Some about, people are saying Scoot. I wonder about Scoot because he was also redemption. I wonder about Brandon Miller too. Yeah, but I mean that's the good but news the about good the, the Panini product is that that's not as often the auto product, right? You're not really necessarily yeah, like Prism, looking for those autos. Yeah, Prism, you're still going to chase heavy because you, know, you, you want the colored inserts, refractors, they'll whatever. They'll still be in that no matter what. The cards will be. The yes. autos are the question mark. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll find out. All right. That brings us to the guest of the day. That would be Rich Layton from Layton Sports Cards. Mr. Layton, do you prefer Richard Rich, Mr. Layton? No, what is, what do you like? he's a rich guy. Oh, he is rich. I'll yeah, tell you just, that much. Just rich. Okay. Just rich is fun. He's wearing a shirt. Now that we're doing the video, <laughs> Jesse's wearing one also. Just to be clear. Just want to make sure. This is this is, this is not a flesh-colored shirt. This is orange. Well, to some Death of us who don't get as much sun as you do down in Florida, <laughs> that is very flesh-colored for, for me at least. So No, no, you look great, Rich, and thank you for coming on the show, especially now that you're like big time doing ESPN articles. That was a pretty cool thing. Have you guys seen much traction after that? Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of, a lot of people reached out to me about that piece. You know, it, it was, uh, it was presented to me very differently than how the article turned out. I mean, you can kind of, you can kind of get that if you read the entire thing. I, I thought it was going to be more about my, you know, start and everything else in the business and where I ended up and about, you know, my family and about also they mentioned that it was going to be about, the upcoming rookie class with uh, Wen Benyama and everything. That was it. That was what I was told. And did they talk about the rookie class? Though? I, I did read the entire thing and I did get the feeling like the family sense in there somewhat. I didn't, that sounds a little different than what we got. What were you expecting out of it that you, you didn't get in there? It's not that I didn't get anything in there. It just was portrayed a lot differently than uh, what I was led to believe the, the headline alone was extremely like, I, I probably would not have done the piece had I known it was going to be about like, you know, what they see as like this decline in breaking or is breaking legal or is breaking gambling and stuff like that. Not that I would have like been afraid to do the piece, but it, it just portrayed my business in a negative light. And I, I was not at all like 
they they didn't ask me any of those types of questions. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Okay, yeah, because that was a big chunk of it, especially when they got like a lawyer's opinion involved, and they never gave you any kind well, of insight on that. Just a stupid headline, too, by the way. Like I love the clickbait nonsense headline. There was no substance to that in the article. Well, it was very little that they even talked about the breaking part of it. I do I do think they paid some good attention to your past and how you got there, and a little bit about breaking. But the fact that the they really spun that to be like, hey, breaking is gambling. You need to read this article. And then, you know, it didn't they mention that to you? <laughs> That's uh, kind of surprising. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I, I also was sorry to, to read about that. I mean, it was it was quite a shock when the article was dropped and sent to me. I reached out to the person that did the interview to let them know my that I was disappointed and everything else. And then, you know, I... It is what it is. I mean, I guess publicity is publicity, and that's great. It did shed some light on some things that that were pretty cool. I mean, my son isn't even one year old yet, and he's already been mentioned in an ESPN article. So that's that was pretty awesome. amazing. I think all in all, you know, I, I, we got some good out of it, some bad out of it, but you know how it is. I mean, a lot of the guys on uh, you know YouTube and everywhere else took it and ran with it, and I, I, I think it was. I think the whole thing was really misconstrued. Yeah. So do you see, have you seen much traffic in the store from that? Like good traffic, I guess? Yeah. I mean, we've had, I I don't want to drop any names or anything like that, but I mean, there's been a couple of former major league baseball players from our area that because they saw that article, they came in and visited our shop recently. Oh, that's Um, cool. And they also are now joining our breaks and their family joins our breaks and you know, the kids come into the shop, have a blast. And yeah, it's, it's incredible. That's awesome. So let me get into the card a little more of the card aspect too, aside from the article. So just kind of some info on you. So latent sports cards, you guys have the physical location. Is it just in Florida? You just have the one spot. So sports cards. Yeah. We just have one location currently. Okay. And that's in outside of Orlando in Apopka. Uh, okay. Like Northwest Orlando. And then I also have a gaming store. In Altamont okay. Springs. That's what I was going to say. I thought you had a couple locations. Okay, so one for sports, one for uh, gaming. And then, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, and this is just based on what we hear, would would say you are probably, if not the biggest breaker in the game. I mean, you've got to be, not that I need to know your net worth. We'll ask you that after, obviously. And we'd like to see bank statements. But I mean, you guys are about as big as it gets, if not as big as it gets. How, how does that happen? Like, I know it's a huge journey. I don't need a, I don't want a 20 minute answer the whole history, but like, how do you go from, you know, breaking a few cases to however many you're doing now, what a hundred a week or whatever it is. A lot of sacrifice, yeah. a, a whole lot of sacrifice. I mean, there was a span there where I remember there being an opportunity to start purchasing more products and my buying power actually started becoming pretty real around 2016. I'd, I'd have to say 2015, end of 2015, going into 2016. And that's when we, we, you know, the breaking platforms that we were on really were gaining a lot of life. And I was starting to be able to amass some credit with some companies and, you know, go out, buy NT football and buy, you know, NT baseball or immaculate basketball or whatever it was or flawless basketball and more than just a couple cases. And I was, awarded some opportunities to be able to uh, make some larger scale deals and break the product as fast as I could, turn it around and do it again. I did that a large number of times over and over and over again until, uh, you know, my, my allocation started building up and 
I started getting better pre-sales and bigger numbers and I, I just kept working at it. So I got to think too, obviously the fanatics thing is a major, a major disruption in a lot of ways, at least with Topps product right now, you know, traditional distribution is, is, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you've seen major cuts there from the GTS peach state Southerns of the world. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I, there's only so much I can say, sure. but you know, being involved in the breaker program and everything else through fanatics has been, it's been all brand new stuff to us. It's kind of, we feel like we're starting over in a lot of different ways. Um, we're building on new relationships. Of course they knew who I was out of the shoot and they wanted to get to know me on a personal level. And they came and saw, you know, a lot of people have come and saw my shop from fanatics and other companies and tops and everything else. And it's been quite the experience kind of relearning how this new, <laughs> like it's, I'm taking a lot of stuff that I, I learned before and a lot of relationships that I built from the first 10 years of business. And I'm kind of squeezing it all into this like new year, if you will. And it's, it's been quite the, the learning curve. I'm very interested to see how this goes. Things are definitely looking positive in terms of how they've been treating me. Um, and in terms of, of, you know, our success with the products that they've been uh, selling to us and things have been going good in terms of that relationship. And we look forward to working together. So I know too, you know, obviously I, I don't think anybody had any thoughts of like, Hey, Layton or backyard or, you know, some of these major comp mojo, we're going to be going under cause of fanatics. But I do think there's a number of companies that are really struggle. Like obviously a lot of guys are not going to be in the breaker program. A lot of guys are not going to be able to get product, even things like dealer net, which is a B2B site. We all used to use, I mean, a ton it's wild. There's just no product listed there anymore. Fanatics has really gone after the eBay crowd a little bit too, which I don't blame. I think it's a smart move. How do you think that affects the smaller, the startup breakers, the small breakers and the small card shops? You see a world where they survive or where does that go? Uh, that's a tough question. And it's a good question. I mean, first off, I, I think with the customer acquisition that Fanatics seems to be promising and the new eyeballs and new users and new people coming into the industry from their side of things, I think eventually that, that, you know, the, the entire pie, if you will, of our, of the industry of the card industry, I think will be big enough for smaller businesses to succeed and do well. I, I truly do believe that. However, if there isn't interest in those new relationships aren't, you know, handled well, or if we're not working on building new customer interest at the top, it's going to be tough. I think a lot of it kind of lays on the top few breakers, the top handful of stores in the, in the country. And I think a lot of it relies on fanatics and other manufacturers to kind of, you know, make sure that they're educating people and we're all doing the work that's necessary to keep those people coming back. And the more they come back, especially on this new app, if you guys have seen it already, it seems super intuitive and it seems like it's going to be very easy for a consumer to, hop from breaker to breaker. Everybody's going to be offering something different, a different style, different price point, different size break, different budgets. All the bases are going to be covered. So you will be selling on Fanatics Live then? We will be on Fanatics Live, yes. Okay. So as a card shop owner, Rich, we had a question earlier in the show that we thought you could answer best. Football, basketball, baseball, what sells best in your shop or breaking? Jeez. It, I mean, currently, I'd have to say baseball 
and football are tied in terms of how it sells and how it moves for us. Basketball is honestly like a little bit behind both of those currently, but it's very product dependent. It's very product dependent. Yeah. Okay. It's the newest, hottest thing. I mean, that's the way our industry has been for a long time. If it's new and it's hot, it really doesn't matter what sport it is. So could you say like one sport brings in a higher revenue stream than another in a given year? Or is it just like, just depends on the the product? Currently, because of the lack of hype behind the current rookie classes, I think that's why football and baseball have leveled off and they're kind of tied with each other. It also is just probably from the fact that we've always kind of been more of a baseball slash football breaking operation. We've done a ton of basketball, don't get me wrong, but usually when our basketball numbers surpass baseball and football, that is fully rookie class driven. Okay. For no other reason. I mean, if it's a monster rookie class, we're going to do way more basketball. However, same with football. If it's a monster rookie class, we're going to do more football than baseball and basketball. Okay, now loop in Pokemon with those other three. Where would you say that falls as far as like revenue? Well, revenue is tough. I mean, Pokemon boxes go for... 100 to 120 dollars or whatever it is sure. so you have to you, gotta move you would a have ton. to rip five pokemon boxes to one football box sure i, 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 I don't makes, know there's some people who say like they move a ton of pokemon so i was just curious if that compared with so now that you actually have a physical shop for it i didn't know what kind of sales uh, that was doing compared to the sports one anything new coming uh, your way other than uh, you know the new kid that that's awesome to hear about any new store related stuff Really, our focus in terms of the brick and mortar side of things has been on gaming. Um, our plan is to expand the gaming brand and the gaming store by adding multiple shops kind of outside of our area through Central Florida and through the rest of the state. It's it's going really well. We have a great base of people that are all working really hard behind the scenes and kind of helping us expand that brand and and work on different things and ideas. In terms of the sports shop, we're kind of in this weird spot right now where we're not sure if we're going to open like this holy crap, amazing destination store, which we could very well do any at any moment, or if we're just going to kind of stick with how we have things right now where we're in like a 7,000 square foot building that we purchased a few years back. Jeez. But I mean, the, the shop itself is, I mean, it's tiny. Oh, is it the so breaking studio in there too? Yeah, all the breaking studios are in there. Okay. We have a podcast studio. We're about to launch in there. Well, you also have like a lot of storage space, don't you? That's what the Yeah, we have said. a 3,000 square foot warehouse as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Which is already too small. Who's doing this podcast? Are you doing the podcast? We haven't announced anything yet. Oh, we haven't boy. launched anything yet. Oh, okay. Is it somebody I hate? That's always what I'm curious <laughs> about. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, it's something that our, our customers have been asking me to do like a podcast for ages now, but it's finally something I might be able to actually spend a little time on and, and nice. do well and, and have fun with. Nice. Dude, it's a great outlet, especially for your cut. Co- Cause that was like another thing we try to ask. And we've, we've taken a bunch of time with other things like that was my thing going forward to talking to breakers, shop owners, whatever. I'm always curious to get perspective on, which I'm sure your customers would like to hear this stuff too. Like what, it, okay, take you out of the equation, customer, whatever comes in, regular Joe Schmo. I, I'm always curious, what should that guy be breaking? 
And again, he's, he's educated enough to where he wants to get in the breaking game. He's looking to buy some PYTs, specifically baseball. Like, are there any products where you look at those, you say, hey, this is a, a solid product for somebody to get in and break? Currently, I, I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Top's Finest. It, it breaks so well. You have on-card Chrome autos that aren't Bowman-priced. Yeah. Yeah, 20% of Bowman. It's, it's, it's a good entry point price-wise. I mean, $240, $230 box, $250 box. The design is cool. You have color. It's a good introduction to like refractors and, and colorways and everything else. Yep. Um, it's a good introduction to rookie autos versus vent autos because you can get both in the product. You also have certain inserts and short prints. So it's kind of got like a bit of everything in one product at a decent price point. Finest this year too. I'm actually psyched about how they, like they have a couple inserts this year. The diamond is like number to five or just a super. There's the, uh, what is the other? Oh, the let's go is like one in every 10 cases. And there's another one too. I actually, I'm super high. I'm actually sad. We're getting to the end of our little run of finest. I'm going to try to buy more, but it's been super tough. But yeah, finest and best are kind of the two I go to for those reasons you mentioned. We've re-upped on finest. Uh, we just re-upped for the third time on, on finest baseball. And we, I mean, we'll go through well over a hundred cases of that product. I, I was, I was curious about that. Like what, like a guy, your size, a company that size on a product like finest at the end of the day, say 30 days after release, how many cases of that will you guys have ripped through shop breaking total? After a month, probably on that particular product, probably about 120 to 140, somewhere around there. Jeez. How about like the Bowman's, like Bowman, Bowman, Chrome, Bowman draft, like a couple hundred of those each? Yeah. Bowman draft, we've gone through a couple hundred jumbo cases and about a hundred or so hobby cases. That's wow. ridiculous. Dude, I remember my biggest year, I hit 50 and I was like, this is amazing. It was like two months too to do that, but I was like, dude, 50 cases. I was pretty excited. What about football? Like you said that was also tied with baseball because I don't, I, I am curious why you mentioned be- baseball specifically and not the other sports because I am curious, like what about the guys who are more interested in going after football product? What's selling there? So because timing wise, you're, we're, we're in a super weird spot with football right now. You're looking at, doing the last four or five 2022 products while the beginning of 23 is coming out. Is it selling well though? I mean, obviously if it's tied, you would think that that was doing okay. So there's been this more like supply and demand thing going on. I feel like a lot of it's probably artificial. I mean, certain products are getting easier to get. Certain products are getting way harder to get. I, I, the, the pricing on some of them make absolutely no sense. I don't understand why black football is $500 a box for 2022. It makes absolutely no sense to me, but it's just a whole supply and demand thing. I try and get more of it to rip. And I mean, we're we're lucky to make five points if after we ship and do everything else. Wow. There's certain products that just nobody wants to let go of. However, like good products that were at least that we feel are good, like one football or whatever, that stuff started going down for no reason whatsoever. We can't figure it out. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Football's weird to me too, just because I, I, I do wonder. Like 2022, I felt like it came down so much that even, and we, man, you talked about mm-hmm. it. Like at some point, it's like, okay, it's not that bad of a class though. Maybe it should go up. But now I look at some of the pricing and I'm just like, who, who are we chasing here? Like Brock Purdy, major, major injury coming back. Maybe he's good. Kenny Pickett, is he a top 15 quarterback this year? Maybe. Desmond Ritter, I, 
that's why I was just like, I'm actually, I'm glad you used the word artificial because I do start to wonder, is it just like the pricing got so low guys were like, well, forget it. I'm just going to buy up the market. So if you want to do a deep dive, let's look at the correlation between first off the line sales versus what hobby prices become after the first off the line drop. That is something we have never, I've never ripped first off the line anything. Where are you at with that? Are you a first off the line fan or do you think it just comes out way too high and it's not worth it? I mean, sometimes it's great to have like a supplement version of the product that we don't get a lot of or something like that. People seem to think that, oh, latent sports cards must get a bajillion cases of each product that pre-sell, which is absolutely not the case. We're buying it. I mean, on release day, we're buying at basically retail price to supplement the amount of breaks that we need to do to make our customers happy. So... I'm not complaining about it because we cost average it down. We make the amount of money that we can make at market price so long as our customers want it. Sure. And that's just the way it is. However, if certain breakers keep overpaying for first off the line product because they can't get hobby, it's driving hobby prices through the roof artificially. Interesting. I could see that, yeah. Well, is it artificial if it's like because of short supply? I mean, that seems like an actual demand. But the problem is is that the the hobby product isn't in, like they're buying the first off the line really expensive, okay? Yeah. We'll say select football or whatever, whatever you want to choose. If the market price for that product is like $500 on Monday and then Wednesday, First off, the line drops and they sell out of the thousand. Hobby all of a sudden is eight hundred dollars. Right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. There is a big trickle down effect for that for sure on some of those. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see what some of these singles go for to see where guys are. I mean, obviously, if there are people buying it, that would mean that you would think they're reselling some of the the individual cards for okay amounts. So I guess after a little due diligence, we'll we'll report back. You would definitely hope so. I mean, we we love to see when our customers get gigantic hits that they can sell for tons of money. I mean, it's that's awesome. They they get the big chase card or whatever, and we're super excited for them. And we do our best to facilitate anything that we can, you know, any way we can help them or do anything for that. But the <laughs> it's just this very weird time where we're watching first off the line sell out way sooner than it should on almost every football and basketball release. And then the hobby prices are getting pushed up. So we're, it's, it's getting harder and harder for everybody on the hobby end of things to kind of make it affordable for everybody. I got to think that just keeps continuing to, because I mean, a lot of guys don't have access to anything tops fanatics anymore, even at distribution, the pricing is so bad. I do feel like, well, maybe that's the new model. Then first off the line, they know they can get, if they just bid higher, Maybe that's where a lot of breakers go, which, yeah, not great to see because if it's going to drag the price of everything up, that could definitely be you know, detrimental long term. So Rich, yeah. let's let you out of here with this then. Where do people find you if they want to get in? Obviously, you've got the shops, but where do they find you online? How do they, how do they buy into Leighton Breaks? Still good old uh, LeightonSportsCards.com, uh, also LeightonGaming.com. Uh, very easy to find us. Just search us on uh, Google or wherever you know, you're, you're searching on your phone or your computer. Um, we break live on YouTube seven days and nights a week. We're also found on Twitch and soon to be on the fanatics live app too. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. I like it. Hey, appreciate the time, Rich. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks Rich. Yeah. Thank you guys. Much appreciated for sure. All right. Catch you at the national. All right. So there you go. Rich Layton, Layton sports cards. 
Yeah, I was like, I mean, he's about, like I said, I think he's probably the biggest revenue-wise, top three at worst, but he's right up there. So always good to get perspective from different people in the industry. So I'm really interested to do more research. On I want to see it. Because I've already sales? just, just in like an initial search on card ladder under the sales history for 2022 Panini Select, like, what was this, a week ago, July 7th, one of those XRCs, the Black Prism, it's a one of one. And they say it's for Bryce Young. Again, we're not, 100% sure on that, but it's 22. It went for $22,000. Okay. Hang on. So this is the one thing then, if you're going to do the 2022 class, you can't use select because select people are chasing the 2023 guys. Okay, right. Then I'll do so use like a contenders or, or a prism. Yeah. Yeah. Just because yeah. so, otherwise, yeah, it's going to look amazing based on those. Well, some of them aren't the XRCs that were going, but they were still like low numbered stuff that was popping up. But yeah, I, when I, I'll make a note for Monday. Let's mailbag. mailbag. Yep. All right. Mailbag. First question up is the Ian Babcock question. Talk about the one ring being pulled on June 16th, a week before release. Just so everyone knows, and we're not going to go into all the details, we kind of went back and forth on this because Mike did maintain his stance on the big story was that this card got sold prior to... Pulled. Or pulled, yep. sorry, yep. pulled prior to release. So it looks like it actually did get pulled prior to June 23rd, which was the national release. However, there was a totally authorized pre-release that was on June 16th, and that looks like it actually looks like it may have gotten sold like day of, which is also kind of crazy that uh, Magic the Gathering was not more careful about like where they put that. But I guess it's also good because they weren't hiding anything. So I actually thought of that. I'm like, hey, I'm glad that to see this didn't this wasn't ripped with like an athlete or something like an influencer somewhere. I do appreciate that part. In the fact that it, like it more than likely went to like a real Magic the Gathering collector and not just some guy looking to make some money off of it, because I think you to be able to have gotten on the pre-release, you had to be like a pre-authorized Magic the Gathering selling store or something like that. So it's like, you know, if there are guys getting in on that, they're more than likely probably already involved because the guy, the, apparently the guy who pulled it didn't even really know much about it until it happens. So. I went down the conspiracy line a little bit, which granted I had the tinfoil hat. By the way, I've been watching his YouTube channel. I think I've showed you the guy. It's AIH Sports Car. Uh, oh, shoot. Yeah. I think AIH. That's right. Uh-huh. I think his name is Raul. Again, I'm terrible with names. I believe that's the case, though. Okay. And he goes into stuff much more. He, he's on YouTube. Make sure you check him out. He does much more of like the conspiracy or the scandal side of things. He does other stuff, too. But the only reason I even bring this up, he uses the term hanky-panky a lot. And literally, that is the first thing that went into my head when I saw the story today, because I was like, I don't know. It just seems like there's something weird where you've got like a huge bulk guy doing PSA in Canada as the only one where the card was pulled and he's friends with the owner of Dave and Adams kind of, again, some of this is in interviews and documented. And then it's like, there's this massive bounty out, but you didn't know the card was pulled, but it was pulled and you already had graded it. I thought there was something weird there. There's I know not. I have a tinfoil hat. You, you say there's not. I, I, I'm just saying because maybe, maybe not. You could there always be something? Yes, of course. Hanky but, panky. I like the term. I'm not calling it a scam. The guy even mentioned the guy who, the Canadian PSA dealer, which he may not, I'm not even 100% if he works directly with PSA or he's a bulk suburb, but he did mention that he had to sign an NDA uh, when he did. That doesn't mean, would that be the first time in the history that someone broke the NDA and went and uh, said something? No, he could have. However, if that's true, then there's a real chance he never said anything to his friend until he was allowed to. Fair. So, okay. That I'm not, you know, I love a good conspiracy theory. Uh, let's see. 
All right, Michael, I like this is my favorite question, by the way. Michael Provost, is there a chance that Panini copies their legends and prospects model for baseball and applies it to football and basketball? Yeah, so like with baseball now, you'll have like what we've started seeing with 2023 Panini baseball, mm-hmm. retired guys, prospects, and then the one or two active players, because Bobby Witt was still in three and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's a world where that happens. I don't think here's the tough thing though. You don't have prospects in those sports. I was going to say, what's a, I mean, G League, I guess, would be a prospect. But those are not prospects because they're already signed to to rosters. So I don't, I don't think they, I think they would already be in the PA as well. There's no real, uh, I mean, college is really the, the, but even college, Fanatics has the licensing for college. So could you do a thing then where it's just legends and retired guys? I guess, but it also takes away a lot of the popularity of those things. Like there is a reason. We look at a guy like David Robinson mm-hmm. and say, hey, David Robinson is going to be better all time, and it's not going to be close, than Cade Cunningham, John Morant, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, uh, Zion Williamson. But there's a reason guys were chasing and paying crazy prices for that. Newest, hottest thing. Like, sure. we want the guy. People are going to pay more for Victor Wembenyama than they are for any of the guys, than, than Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah. So if you go back to the model of, well, yeah, here's the all-time greats, that's fine, but it works in baseball because it's a perfect storm. Baseball has a much more like historic vintage mindset. Like I would much rather chase a Griffey than a J-Rod. A lot of guys would. More guys would rather chase Frank Thomas than Oscar Colas. And you can chase prospects. So you get both. There's not really an even correlation to that in football, basketball. But I don't think you have to be even, right? Like I don't think this product has to be the best thing or beat out the products that have the newer guys in it. It just needs to be a fun product for guys to rip. And I think that would still be a fun product if you got like these guys, these all-time greats in a product and you you know, going in like, Hey, this is what I'm going after. Is this all time? Great. I just think the interest level so much less. It Maybe. works in baseball. Cause again, you can do both. I can chase the Griffey, but I could also chase, you know, like this year, even Anthony Volpe was in all those products. Sure. If you don't have any of that, I, I don't know. I, th- I, I think it'd be tough. It'd be interesting. You could do it to a degree. How much so? I don't know. I don't think it'd be anywhere near as successful as baseball. Cause even baseball struggles. I would love to get, well, and we're supposed to still get our Panini connection on here very soon, but I would love to talk about the ins and outs of like how that gets determined because you know, a lot of it comes down to like, all right, how much are these guys charging to sign versus what could we conceivably sell this product for? I'd sign an autograph cheap. No. How much per auto? I don't want to say it. Say it right now. One penny. Dude, get that boy on his card right now. Max Bassman? Let me me take this one because it's a huge question. Okay. Really long. The MVP buyback program, what happens if a rookie wins it? Does it take the air out? The reason he's asking this is last year you get base cards of Judge and Goldschmidt. Who cares? But now they're worth 20 bucks. Refractors that were $5 are now worth 40. What happens if it's... Realistically, it's not going to be a rookie. But if that were to happen... That would be a kick because a lot of guys are like, wait, I'd rather just grade the base card. I don't want the MVP. So the MVP works because it incentivizes fairly worthless cards. It doesn't work if it's a big name rookie. They're like, I'm not giving you an orange Corbin Carroll rookie for 200 bucks. So it's, again, it does, it makes sense what he's saying, but yeah, it's, or he even presents an option where they have to raise the pricing, I, I guess. But again, a rookie is not winning MVP this year. There's no shot. But if that were the case, then you'd have to do something because otherwise it's, it's, you're losing the effect of it. Sounds like a win-win for the hobby, though, either way. 
So, I mean, well, it's a loss if it, if they don't raise pricing, it's not a win. Well, I mean, it's a win for the individual guy who, cause I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we want to benefit the card shop, but we also just want to benefit the individual card holder. That's so. what I'm saying. That's not a win. Cause the Corbin Carroll's a win on its own, right? You pull a rookie of the number one guy. That is the win. If yeah, this but MVP if they become an MVP too, that's even more of a win, right? Oh, you're saying because the player's value would go exactly. up. Exactly. It, it yeah. is, but much better than that is just, hey, here's two meaningless base cards that are everywhere. Sure, I take that Because that money too. goes, I mean, that's a much bigger, but yes, if a rookie comes out and sets the world on fire like that, like Ellie, yeah. sure. But, but much overall, the greater good is just, hey, let's have two guys, superstars, but let's incentivize base cards. That's that's a big win. Okay. Chris um, Smith, by the way, embarrassing question. <laughs> no. Embarrassing Did you see the question. comments below it? I mean, come on. Who's winning a home run derby? Me. Here's my prediction for a home run derby. Me and Jesse go to a home run derby. I bet I hit more home runs than he hits balls out of the infield. You think you could actually hit a home run? Not in a major league field. Okay, me and Nate used to, to do this on the ball field in <laughs> Hendersonville. It's like 260 feet. It's like a big little league field. Yeah. It's perfect. You could do one? You could hit a home run? Oh, you, you could throw a bunch of Yeah, that's not far for a yeah baseball like like where we were So at. long as I'm not pitching, I think I got a chance. I, I mean, if you <laughs> swing the bat like you throw a ball, going to be embarrassing. Jordan Wahlberger wants to know, there are rumors that LeBron is no longer upper deck exclusive. Any truth? We talked about this the rumors because he was, yeah, he was taken off the list, but that's all we've heard. I have not seen or heard anything else since. No so. other reports. You Rico, know we forgot to mention? Our four new best friends from Canada and, and California to Seattle. Again, thanks to Candy Digital for having us out because we made some of the best friends a guy could ever have, especially, oh, Adam, Deb, Crystal, and Matthias. Crystal's husband, Matthias. I could never pronounce it right. Hey, guys, we walked into shout the hotel out to bar you. One night late in the evening, <laughs> going back to our room, and Jesse- a great conversation. Je- Jesse has a great- These people had two seats, then two empty seats, then two- They were like in an L around the bar talking to each other. And me and Jesse were going to sit right in the middle. Right in the middle. Which would have cut off co- communication entirely but i let you go can i just sit on that chair i'll just sit right on the pizza she had a pizza box in the chair i mean she was saving the ended chair up being pizza. delightful delightful you have said before canadians your favorite people can you say anything otherwise i mean as after that time and adam like come on so rico sourcey wants to know with my first ever national around the corner what should i look for next and episode. also try to avoid that's what uh, you should look for next episode we're doing the full national lead up breakdown all that we were supposed to do it today but we got, i got sidetracked andrew donnelly does mike play immaculate grid i didn't know what this was so i pl- i pulled it up and i played it it is kind of fun here i'll show it to you real quick so i've already won this one but basically you just have to write in the answer for these Area. So you see, so what they want is a player that used to play for the Rockies and Detroit Tigers that you get that box. And I guess this is like for obscurity of like how, who put this name in? Cause there's a lot of answers per, you know, box. So if you get the most obscure oh, so answer, like a, a tiger who also had 500 home runs, Miguel Cabrera. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The right, athletics who did one. Give me one. Can we well, play? Well, I mean, we, I already played it, and you're looking at the answers right now. But if you haven't looked at them all, I can. Or if you want to name someone that's not there, well, you can do that real quick. Because I do have the answers. Giants and 500 home runs. Willie McCovey. Barry Bonds is on there, but McCovey had 500 home runs. So Giants. All right. So let's. A's and 500 home runs. Mark McGuire. Let's see if he's right, people. There are four people who have done it. All right, hang on. For the Giants. For the Giants. Willie Mays. Okay. Bonds. McCovey. Okay. Oh. Who's the other giant Uh-oh. with 500? Uh-oh. Do you have the answer? Yeah, let's see. That sounds like a no. San Francisco. Uh, man, 500 home runs for the Giants? This must have been somebody that passed through. 
Uh, unless I'm just missing something terribly obvious. Oh, boy. San Francisco Giants. You had the answer. Barry Bonds. Yep. It was... Willie McCovey. Willie Mays. Willie Mays. And it was... You said four, I right? Did, well, the screen said four, but this is only showing what... Dude, did you beat the computer? The computer... See, look. Next. It says show four. But okay. there were if you only, hit show, will it show you the answers? No, so it does on some of them, but on this one, it just shows anybody who has gotten that stat uh, from all teams. But you can easily find it by just searching SFG, San Francisco So Giants. I win. Okay. What's so the yeah, next question? I want to one more. You did that. All right. Let's see. You want to answer one of these? Who Five. played... I'm not good at the who played for both teams. I won't get this. So you're just doing the easy ones. That's correct. Fine. Yeah. Okay. What's the yeah. middle one? Oh, just who played for both teams. Yeah, that's a uh, Padres. And I don't. Athletics. I won't get any of these. Okay. So you want to do 500 home runs for the A's? Yeah. Reggie Jackson, McGuire. The only two I can think of. Oh, uh, would it be Oakland A's? Is that? Yeah. All right. So let's see. OA. That's gonna be it. By the way, there's nobody else. Well, I mean, that's... there's not that many 500 home run hitters all time. Okay. Oakland A's is Big McGuire. Mac. Yep. Reggie Jackson. You got, oh, McCovey's on that one too. Oh, well, they're also counting Frank. To, okay, so these and guys Frank had Thomas. Stints. I forgot Frank Thomas even played with Oakland. Let me see. I think that was... Oh, and one more. Yeah. Reggie. Who's this? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Reggie Jackson. There you go. I don't hate this game. It actually is kind of fun. and they. So I there's think, another giant then. There are other guys who probably passed through and played for the Giants for a game or two. That's interesting. These are all off by one because that one was only yeah. four. But anyways, as mo- as uh, Immaculate the Grid. Yeah, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm I would, so sorry, audience. You I would hear all, that. all day. I'm in. Immaculate Grid, if you're a big baseball fan, it sounds like a lot of fun. I Bradley had a question about SGC. Are they still running the football grading promo? Yes. Any cards, 15 bucks. And he brings up a good, like, what are you sending in? Would it include base of T-Law Fields? Yeah. For 15 bucks, I would send in a base of all those guys of decent brands because I think it's worth it at that price. Hey, so Jesse, just look. It actually is only running to the 25th, so you have only two weeks left. So get your stuff in quickly. Uh, let's see. Bill Z- Oh, I don't like this. Never- oh, I said I was going to read it. All yeah, right. You have to. Bill Zeltner says, with baby Geo on the way, will Mike take paternity leave, allowing Sports Boy to do a solo pod so we can learn more about cards with cartoon mice, dragons, and C-list celebrity autographs? C-list is very generous. Here's the thing. I plan on bringing on some cool guests. I mean, that was my thinking, at least, while you were going to be gone. I, I don't know if I'm taking time off. We'll see. <laughs> I love how, like, having a baby for you is just like, yeah, whatever. It's a business deal, I guess. Well, I'll be there for four You think I can't come in for one hour twice a week if I have a kid? You would not miss an episode, even if it was, like, the day oh, after it was di- born. Well, that's different. That's I, what I'm I, talking about. Well, I just don't know. I mean, am I going to take... I'm not saying like you're going to be gone for weeks. But if the kid's weeks. born on a Friday, I'd probably be in here for Monday's episode. <laughs> okay, man. That's how, fine. How long do I need to take off for the kid? It's like I, just don't, I, yeah, I mean, on. people who love their kids, they, I don't know. Who it would depends. you know about any of this, by the oh way? Oh, my Please. God. I was in the hospital for a week after my kid was born. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. Any well, other comments? You have a healthy kid. You don't worry about it. The only reason he can make that joke is because my kid is extremely happy. Oh, she's awesome. She is a, she's now my second favorite child, but yes, favorite what kid. What the heck? Oh, Until you are having born. one. That's but fine. she's number one right but now. But until then, though. I don't care for her. Well, never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. Mitch King. Charlie, I'm all in on. Big Charlie fan. She knows that. Buy Fanatics when they IPO. Oh, this wasn't even a question, but it was a great point. 
I cannot imagine a world where the fanatics, I like with them going after so many avenues. Also, here's a fun fact. If you see fanatics, uh, people coming around your business, say you've got grading or anything else that they're not already have their fingers in. I'd be on the lookout if you're going to start poaching people. Um, I'm just saying that because when I looked at the events thing, the guy came over from that big uh, other company. I, I mean, they are getting top talent from companies and they have the money to pay. Good on them, you know, because they're going to set up, hopefully. Uh, are they looking for a podcast? I mean, uh, <laughs> they're setting up what looks to be some of the best of the best in the positions of management. So. That being said, an IPO in that business sounds pretty strong. Jake Baker, only a couple of shows left until the national. I believe you have a spot for the show, but wasn't 100% sure. Kind of. We think we have a table here and there, and I believe we have some spots, some up, a spot to do some hobby content with some friends. We'll, we'll update eventually. I was going to ask you, do you think Jeff Wilson knows anything about that potential table spot? Because I think he his group may have purchased it. I mean, I, he no, probably it's not with care. them. It's, it's with Tim's buddies. I don't oh, think it's, it was. I don't think it's with SCI. Because I noticed, like SCI posted it with slabs, like posted that slab strong was going to be there. So, oh, like, I don't know, right next to him. Uh, anyways, it'll be fun. Come over to our table. All right, last question. We got to get out of here. We're running long. Uh, let's see, Mikey C. Mikey C. Any recommendations or best practices for shipping high value items? Yes, FedEx. Overnight or as close to it as you can get. It's much more reliable than insurance or anything else. Get it there with FedEx or UPS as quick as possible. Oh, I am asking Cody James. Uh, a nonsense question. Jesse, are you buying any of the Obsidian Flame set or waiting for 151? Uh, this is a Pokemon question, so tune out if you don't care. I gotta, but, hang on, I'll take this. Um, the overall answer is I think I'm getting some Obsidian Flames. Uh, we've been working with a guy who's been supplying me for a while. We may continue to work. I may do a little stuff with him one off, but uh, Obsidian Flames, there's a new Charizard card that looks very, uh, very promising as far as value goes. A lot of guys are already talking about it, but the 151, absolutely already getting my pre order. Buy the one with the most flying dragons. That's what I say. <laughs> that you never go wrong. That's there the show. Go. All right, we're back next Monday. Do we have a guest Monday, Thursday next week? What's the story? Oh, man, that's a good question ever since seattle i've been thrown off let's see on monday show we do not have a guest so we're flying fancy free there you go we are sports cards nonsense brought to you by the Franco podcast now we're powered by spotify back next week monday and thursday maybe guest free all week beautiful no we got one on thursday nope not anymore goodbye, goodbye.